I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Now, I don't give a fuck about your bins or your light-skinned bitch. I don't give a fuck who you tell you don't like this shit. The facts still stand that you got one girlfriend, and I feel like the whole world's pimp. I can't be like you, always acting fake. I can tell you how much a real Mac can make. A million dollars ain't shit to spend. I get some new hoes, and I get it again. So don't tell me what you wish for. You want to be kept by a rich hoe. Bitch ass nigga, I'm trying to get me a lick. She better pay me right now if she want to get some dick. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and... Uh, we're in the house on mm-hmm. a Saturday morning for everybody's feedback. Um, of course, feedback show is brought to you by listeners who uh, write into the show, email the show, um, leave comments on the website, theblackouttips.com, obviously. Leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, you guys create the content. We give you our commentary, and we talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you can go to theblackouttips.com and donate to the show um, in the right side on the right-hand corner, top, uh, and choose, like, recurring donation, one-time donations, and all those people help keep the ship afloat. Uh, we love those guys, um, and we want to make sure that we show uh, respect for them and say their names, okay? It doesn't matter how much you donate. It doesn't matter if you're recurring or one-time. We celebrate everybody the same. So without further ado, let's get into the people who did donate. I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. This song's for you. Today's a new day. Thank you so much for donating, everybody. Robert L. Yes. Recurring donation. Thank you, Robert. A.K.A. Black Rob. We see you. We see you, sir. Willie G. Oh, Willie. Willie G. Thank you for putting some of your pimping proceeds ah! towards the church. Do some good with your ears. Yes. May God bless you and all your hoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my man, Mike. Michael F. Thank you very much. Thank you, donation. Michael. We thank you for uh, doing a Bible study this week. Mm-hmm. Linwood C. Thank you very much. Linwood C. Uh, he always says wow in the middle of the sermon. Yes. That's our old black man name. Wow. Right. <laughs> uh, Gabriel L. Thank you very much, Gabriel. We appreciate the recurring donation. Yes, yeah, so we we thank you for the donation of the hymn books this week. We'll be reading out of that pretty soon. Mm-hmm. We actually got a one-time donation from uh, Yolanda W., who writes with her donation, Hey, Dirt A, baby, I got your money. Don't you worry. So thank you very oh, much. Oh, we thank you. And that was from Canada. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. The international change. Yes, we will spin those doubloons. We sure will. Whatever they, whatever call, they call them. Loonies. Loonies. We will spin the loonies. They spin like anything else. Yeah, they do. We will help put some air conditioning in the church. Mm-hmm. Finally. Right, in the sanctuary. We know y'all been sweating. Yeah, put your Martin Luther King fans down. Right. It's, 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 the new day is coming. Dorian D. Might be a new recurring donator. I don't remember if I, I said that I don't before. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, kinda new. Yeah, Newish. I, I, yeah, I go check the new member sheet to be sure that's new. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much, Dorian D. Uh that's the last person for this week, so we appreciate you guys. We do. Now I know we've been hurt, y'all, but still I smile. Come on. Even though I hurt, see I smile. Yeah, I feel that. Oh, 
Kurt Franklin. Yes, I, I think that's the only song I quite knows. Yeah, well, we only play one. I don't know all the, I don't know all the other uh, hymns around here. Yeah, I'm about to say if I get to dig and I can find you some good ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, now you can try taking the church for real. <laughs> we got five star views, guys. Um, uh, for everybody. Now, uh, you can leave them on iTunes and Stitcher, and uh, we promise to read them on the show, regardless of content. Uh, we got several. So last week we only had one out of both, like iTunes and Stitcher. It was a weird week, but um, this week we got several. Let's get into them. Uh, Dom Davis writes in, ending right supremacy, five stars. I've been living a lie for over 30 years, but no more. I was born a left-handed but was forced to learn the ways of the right-handed people. Mm. The right man could be so cruel. Now you probably trans-handed. <laughs> I know I had that. That's what happens to a lot of people. This teaching led to a lot of awkward moments in my life. I would reach for things with my left only to feel and uh, hold it in with discomfort and then switch back to my right. This lie has to end. I'm going back to the correct side, the left side. I must take a stand, and this show is held. Thanks again. Hashtag A-N-E-L. Thank you, Dom. You're welcome. It's because of your bravery. Embrace yourself. People like you and me, we're changing the world one hand at a time. Mm-hmm. Live your life. Don't be ashamed. Yes. Come out of the, the hand closet. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number one podcast, Five Stars by Steezy J2. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was Stevie J for a Me second. Me too. I said, Stevie J listening to this shit? Right. <laughs> I love the show. <laughs> I love the show, Yo, Ma. Yo, I love the show, Ma. Uh, the Black Guy Who Tips is always my first listen of the day. And since I work alone as a private chef, I don't have to worry about being judged for bursting into laughter, laughter and explaining that I'm just playing guest the race. You know what? I like to listen to podcasts mm-hmm. when I cook also. Like yeah. I'll put on a podcast. It's perfect because I don't have to see it. I can just hear it. Mm-hmm. I pay attention to what I'm doing, chopping up my ingredients, mm-hmm. reading directions, instructions, whatever, and uh, do it that way, man. And, you know, depending on the dish, it's a very good way to pass the time. And uh, it's good to cook for yourself. Delta Girl 2 says, podcast royalty not to be missed five stars. I love the black guy that tips. Who tips? Rod and Karen are smart, funny, sassy, and wickedly savvy. I never miss a show, and I always look forward to the guests that appear on the show. You guys have turned me on to several new favorite podcasts to add to my favorite list, like Three Guys On, The Black Astronauts, and Combat Jack Show, just to name a few. I was pulled in from the first episode, and I learned how to use free, free cast with the, your careful tutoring. My favorite tip, however, yes, you guessed it, Them Thrones. The weekly review sucked the sister in. That and motorboating that butt. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Continue blessings. Chris in your biggest fan in Akron, Ohio. Well, thank you, Delta Gal. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we've never had Combat Jack on, but he follows me on Twitter. I feel like I can get him on the show. I'm going to try. Yeah, reach out to him. That, that, that'll actually be a fun show. Yeah, I want to talk to Reggie. Yes. Uh, great podcast, Five Stars. Little Bit 1039 says... I've been listening for a long time, and I just love this podcast. When you're not yesing or mm-hmm-ing or laughing, you're singing the game show songs or songs such as Motorboat That Butt. (laughs) (laughs) 
all of which will be stuck in your head at some point. So just be prepared. And Karen, I'm so happy you're there because a lot of things you're not hip to, I ain't hip to either. So when you ask, I'm like, woohoo, she saved me a Google search. Keep up the great work, y'all. Yes, a, a lot of the, the slang and a lot of the language, it went for raw and Twitter out be completely lost. I, I'd just be like, hey, Twitter, what, what the fuck this mean? And about 15 people hit me up and I'd be like, all right, I'm good now. Well, yeah, Karen does stop the show every once in a while and, and ask something. So I got to start being a little more uh, open-minded about that. You're right. A lot of listeners might not know that stuff either. Right, because, I mean, because I, I, I think a lot of times people having conversations, they just assume that everybody always knows what they're talking about. And I'm like, mm because it might make or break my opinion on how I view it based off of what it really means, yeah. not what I think it means. And I'm just more like, I got to really explain swag, like, really. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, in Ride We Trust, five stars from Ufua Andoa. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, daily listening required. Love, love, love this show. That's all of our iTunes reviews from America. If you're from another country, let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will find your country, and we will hunt you down, and we will kill you. Oh, wait, no. No. I'm thinking no. about Liam Neeson. No. No, if you are from another country, <laughs> let us know. We'll find your review and we'll li- read it on the show. And this includes Canada and Mexico. Yeah, any any country other than the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Stitcher, we got a couple new reviews. Alexander Fam 719 says, my favorite podcast, five stars. I've been a loyal listener for almost a year now, and it is by far my favorite podcast. Rod and Karen do a great job interacting with their audience, whether it's on social media or in the podcast. For those who are not premium subscribers, you are missing out on so much for, from lip smacking good to balls deep sports. Every time I listen to premium podcasts, I feel like I should be paying more for the subscription. Oh, did I read this already? I don't know. If I, I didn't. I don't think you did because oh. sometimes it posts late. You know how. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know how Stitcher do sometimes, and so that's probably why sometimes you don't have it, and all of a sudden you get a flood of them because it just they'll wait ten days to post some shit. You know what it is? I rarely, I rarely, I hear that we our premium shows are worth more than what people pay for. So often, I think I'm fi- like, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to be like, wait a minute, uh. Did you already tell me this? It's like, no, that was a different person. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I guess our shit is good. Yeah, I don't like, mind. <laughs> like, like I, I'd rather you do No, I, I don't mind either. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, in my mind, so I'm just like, people. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, wow, it's hard to believe so many people are happy because, mm-hmm. you know, with the internet now, it feels like all you see is people complain, Pain. they don't like shit, and right. this is wrong, and that's bad, and you know, and we really thought long and hard about how to do our premium stuff, how mm-hmm. much to charge, right. how to get it out there to people, mm-hmm. um, you know, how it would affect our normal show. Like, we really thought about it from the perspective of fans of a podcast. Right. So it it really does make me so happy to know people are satisfied with it. And that they feel or like even, it's worth it. Yeah, or even feel, like, overly satisfied. Like, that. that's an awesome feeling. Yeah, because we do, we do, we both grind a lot to get you everything that you guys ask for and for those of you that uh do like the um tv reviews like i've been trying my damnedest to keep up so mm-hmm. that when we do we're gonna have a bunch of them because goddamn everything came out this year mm-hmm. yeah i still need to do a strain review and i think black jesus might have just ended but okay. anyway uh second five star review because y'all deserve it from or boris five stars i'm in class so i'm gonna make this quick i enjoy the show immensely and when i finish up with school decemberish i should be making enough money to go premium keep up the good work and all that jazz thanks for keeping me sane while going to school and working on the weekends while living with a crazy roommate whose daughter steals my food 
oh. i leave in the fridge but y'all gotta take care of business peace out wow what oh. steal your food that ain't cool yeah that's fucked up man damn you should just leave hey man leave the podcast on like just playing real loud and then like we'll passive aggressively talk about people stealing food one day <laughs> right like you know what's really just insulting when you're not parent enough to raise your daughter not to steal right okay she so, know that ain't her sandwich in the fridge you know her mama didn't buy that i work all day i go to school and now i come home i save me a little something from when i ate out so i can have a little snack later it's not community property no that was my fish sandwich felicia <laughs> right your baby ain't got no job to pay me back for that sandwich i can't be like well your turn for groceries this time Mm-hmm. bad chaps um <laughs> all right we had some uh comments on the actual website the blackouttips.com uh you can go here comments on the episodes or leave comments in the polls either way we promise to read them do you think the women celebs conspired to leak their own news was the poll for episode 794 kitchen towels and candy mixtape uh we also have one comment too uh tanya says oh man that freestyle was epic i agree tanya me too uh because we had someone call i forget who called in and um and left their own freestyle but it was so goddamn good oh uh, but that's how you do the freestyle y'all yeah that was all thank you sweetie yeah uh fit right in then they got a call from their mama. Uh, it was good. <laughs> uh, do you think women celebs conspired to meet, leak their own news? No, that's crazy. Yes, it all makes sense. 17% of our audience thinks it makes sense. And 83% are people that are sane and I probably could kick it with. Right. So, you know, 17% not that bad for, you know, crazies in the bunch. You know, only 17% of our audience is ridiculous. But, yeah, I can deal uh, with that. Yeah, I don't think they were in on it, honestly. Um, we also had episode 795, Thug Kitchen, where we talked about the kitchen and um, all that stuff that goes down with them. Obama's second, 22nd anniversary for the first uh, first couple. Oh, shit. You know what? I think I copy of Thug Kitchen's at my job. I'll be bringing that to you as soon as I pick it up on Monday. Oh, we about to eat some vegan meals, dog. Yes, dog. As soon as you said that, I ordered it from my job. And they was like, you got you got a package. I was like, fuck yes. We getting ready to do that thugging, y'all. I want to try that roasted tomato soup. Right. Um, but, yeah, so um, we had a couple comments. Mike writes in, the crazy thing is I just realized that I associate the word thug with black people. When I first heard the Thug Kitchen audio, I was ready ready to give it 100. But then I realized that they weren't mocking black culture at all. I'm surprised to see white people who don't use the word thug is called for black. But instead, it's uh, but instead it's me that needs to disassociate thug with black people. As a black man, it's weird whenever I notice how protective I can be of negative stereotypes. That's why I love this show. I came here for last, but you got me looking in the mirror questioning my assumptions. Damn, y'all good. Uh, thanks, Mike. Um, yeah, Karen, what are you gonna say? No, thank you. And, and also, I think for a lot of people, they associate with that black, white, just people in general. And to me, it's the context on how you use the word that makes a difference to me because it can be a cold word for black and for a lot of people. That's how they use it. But right. in this instant, I, it was not used for that. It was thugging as far as this is not your straight, your straight 
lace normal form of like a food network like mm-hmm. you know food network and go but like, go over there and grab the goddamn flour you ain't gonna find that on food on no food network recipe yeah i'm just not as into the idea of um being so worried about white people co-opting slang or anything like that in the first place you know like i don't like to me it's like a case-by-case basis Mm -hmm. the kitchen to me if there's some sort of violation going on there it's so minimal that it it, i i cannot be concerned about that shit in a world where you know actual problems are happening it to me it just it just doesn't rate it doesn't beep on my radar you know not not that they're um you know, not that they're completely blameless, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some things they use, uh, uh, like in the commercial, I know when it, like the very ended thing is like, you know, one of the, one of the results might be looking fly as fuck or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't get the vibe that they were like trying to turn this into like, we're going to pretend we're black. Right. I just, I've, the recipes I've read on the site, the, the wording, it just never gave me the feeling of this is a person pretending to be black. And I feel like, if someone got that inclination, then it's because they associate the word thug with black people. And, you know, I don't, I don't understand that point of view because if your point of view, especially during the Richard Sherman thing, if your point of view was Richard Sherman is right, people are using thug to say nigger, uh, in a way that it can be said in polite company, you know? Right. If that was the point and you agree with him that that's wrong, then somebody uses it not in that way, why would you still be mad? You know what I mean? Because if they were saying this is the kitchen and the recipes was all, nah, you know what I mean? My nigga, we got to right. get this motherfucker, throw them motherfucking onions up in that bitch. <laughs> then everybody, then they come out and be white people. I would understand the outrage. But Me too. For them to just use cuss words like, you know, put some fucking onions in it, that that's okay. Yeah. You know, like I, I remember reading some of their recipes and being like, what, you know, like I, I was because I was kind of looking to be offended. Like, well, I guess I'm going to go read a couple recipes and then I'll be like, oh, OK, this is where this is what they do. They they, they rope right. you in thinking that's going to be whatever. And then when you start reading it, you, you realize, oh, they're actually talking about black people. Like, right. Here's one. Random recipe. Forget buying some nasty ass scented candles to make it smell like fall. Bake a batch of those bad ass, of this bread, of this badass bread and your place will smell dope as hell. Plus, you know, you get food and that's always better than a fucking candle. I, I don't feel offended by that sentence. Mm-mm. Like knowing a white person read that or wrote that, I don't go, Oh, oh, here they go with the bullshit, you know? Um, and then the other, and then there's the bigger point too, to some of this shit is that, um, I, I don't know where, I haven't decided where I stand on this idea of appropriation because on some, to some extent, you put things and ideas out into the world and maybe because other people don't produce content that much or not right. very successful at it, they don't understand you can't take it back. Right. Like, it's beyond your control at that point. Right. So, mm-hmm. for example, with our show, um, listening to Firestarter, and they started talking about Dim Thrones as kind of like a joke, you know, because they always do that kind of thing, you know, like when something deserves a, a different title. And started tweeting with Dim Thrones instead of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. 
Now I started doing that even though I knew it wouldn't go, I didn't expect it to go viral or anything because honestly, um, people that tweet Game of Thrones use the hashtag for, for the show, Game, HBO. Yes. So it's funny. Now it caught on. Mm-hmm. We started doing a segment on our show called Dem Thrones. Mm-hmm. Other shows start doing, talking about Dem Thrones. Other shows start doing segments on stuff. Now there's several other shows, several other podcasts, mm-hmm. several other fan bases that don't, people that probably have never, never heard, heard of, of the Blackout Tips. Right. That had used the hashtag for all kinds of shit, not to mention shows we don't even listen, like that strain. Right. Day walking. Like we're going to use day walking. Yeah. But like just, you know, um, uh, smurder. Like people are now doing the black hashtags of the thing. You have never once seen us on this show. You never once seen us on Twitter talk about some all oh, these motherfuckers stealing all our shit. They appropriating our shit, or y'all didn't come up with this. Where's my props and not like because it doesn't fucking matter. We put something out there to the atmosphere. People are going to run with it. They might not always use it the way I would like them to, mm-hmm. or you know, like people are giving um these shows hashtag before the fucking show airs. The show could be whack as fuck. I'm not going to be calling Flash that Flash if that Flash sucks, right? I'll, I'll just be calling it the Flash, right? But <laughs> but people are now like that, you know, hyped about it. Mm-hmm. Fine, you know? I feel like black people had this weird thing where sometimes we put shit out there knowing that how how infectious our culture is, it will catch on most of the time. And then it's like, whoa, 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 not you, whitey. And it, yeah, yeah. And it might not even have a racial context, context to, to what's it. being said, but nope. it's like, fuck that. You don't get to use it because you white. And if you, if that's the line, I gotta, I gotta bow out of that conversation because to me, that's like obsessing about minutia and it really is going to drive you crazy because mm-hmm. you're never going to be able to tell white people what they can't do right. and have them listen in any measure that would matter. So Mm-mm. trying to tell white people, you know, Hey, we can say, dope as fuck but you don't get to say that because that's like mocking my culture i i I can't i can't ride with that i mean you can be mad if you you want to adam i don't care but you know i'll be definitely getting that book so Mm um you have a monday afternoon a monday by lunch yeah so i mean it's but like i like i've read several like things or just people like i don't like when white people or companies or so-and-so or it's like, man, I can't, how, you gonna be mad forever. Forever. I, I just can't get, I don't know, whatever. I know black, like that, do y'all, uh, I don't, you know. Come when on. I hang around people, like if I hang around my white friends, right? Mm-hmm. There's a level of respect there, but we do adopt each other's phrases. We there's, do. That's a mixing of culture. I, and you know, I don't feel disrespected by it. You know, if I'm talking to my friend and I, they hear me using the phrase like, uh, yeah, man, it was, he was all swagged out. Like, if they say it back to me, I don't immediately go, what the fuck is wrong with you, white man? Me either. You know what I mean? Because that has nothing to do with culture. Yeah, I, I think some people are so, and we all are insecure about race, mm-hmm. you know, because we can't help it. Not for It's not for the wrong reasons. You know, we have good reasons to be insecure. But I do feel like there's like a distrust there where it's like, are these white people picking on me? Because they, they use some of my language. It's like, well, it's also how people relate. Right. You know? It's like, uh, I know I know black people that say fucking A. That's not ours. Mm-mm. Like, where you come up with that fucking, fucking A? That's some white people shit. 
but if you learned it from a white person, you got white friends, whatever, they say the shit, you say it back. It is to me, I don't know. To me, this doesn't feel any different. I could see if it was someone calling you the N word or being racially inappropriate, but the kitchen just doesn't feel that way. I, I mean, when, not in this you know, instance. If anything, people just help raise more awareness by being outraged, which is pretty bad, but whatever. Yeah, they're going to sell more books off yeah. of your anger. Yeah, y'all sold me the book. Yep. <laughs> Kyle says, it's kind of crazy how some liberals sound like conservatives when they talk about Islam. Oh, because we played the Bill Maher clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I thought about this because, like, the thing about Bill Maher's views on Islam, like, I feel that organized religion can be problematic a lot of times, you know, uh, because sometimes the worst ideas tend to get spread through organized religion and because it's being from quote unquote God, a lot of times it's the way it's being presented, even when it's not. Right. They, because it's being presented that way, people are not inclined to question it. So or it's challenge like, it. Right. So, or, or, or you can't even debate the degree. So it's like, hey, uh, you know, gay people are the worst. And it's like, okay, but to what degree, why are you pushing this as 90% of the sermon today when it's not even 1% of what's in the Bible? You Like, stuff like that where you're like, sometimes people just take the pulpit over, push their personal agendas, mm-hmm. not to mention, you know, it can organize political parties. It, it can be used for, for a lot of bad stuff. Yes, it can. Um, That being said, man, one of the things that bothers me about Bill Maher and, you know, a lot of atheists that, go kind of off the deep end sometimes is they will disavow so many people that are religious but fight the fight and that right. that speak out that you know like and if you bring those people up they treat them like oh well you're just one of the good ones like bill maher will have muslims on his show who are like well this is my cause you know we want to make sure girls are getting educated and stuff like this in this country and he'll be he'll basically be like, yeah, of course, because you're one of the good ones. Every other Muslim is evil. Right. And and see, shit like that turns me off because that's very unrealistic. And, right. and like for me, I'm like, but you're not really having a conversation. You just want to shut everybody down that doesn't agree with you on this particular topic. Yeah, not to mention, like, America has its own sins that aren't mm-hmm. necessarily cast in religion. Uh, but but they are. You know what I mean? Like. When George Bush, W. Bush used to get morning briefings on the war in Iraq and they all started with Bible uh, verses like they would have a Bible verse on a picture in every every day, every morning that he gets briefed on the war going on in Iraq. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's like so. But we won't frame that as this is a religious war. We're going over there killing Muslims. Right. We're using Bible verses to justify it. But it's not a religious war because we're America and we're good and everybody else is bad. You know, it's like real xenophobic. And I think that's what bothered me about Bill Maher's point of view, because I don't think anyone is okay with or for the oppression of women, uh, the oppression of homosexuals. uh, Well, (laughs) I say not anyone. I'm sure somebody is. But you know what I mean? A Mm -hmm. lot of the, the people he was talking about as liberals need to step up liberals aren't okay with those things they're not okay with uh people uh 
throwing acid in the face of schoolgirls. Nope. Who are the liberals you think are scared to talk about that? Right. It's just that when they talk about it, they are disgusted with that act or the people who committed that act. They are not disgusted with Muslims as a whole. Right. You're the one who decides it. And, you know, and at one point he even says, like, it's not racist when we say it. The fuck that mean? Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh, no, my racism is different than the racism on the right. It's still fucking racism, dog. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I think that was my problem. I, I don't think I articulated it as well and, on the show when we played the clip. Yeah, and my thing is that just because it ain't against black people don't mean it ain't racism. Right, yeah. And a lot of people miss that. I think I forgot I was listening to the one show and they were saying that um, black people can't be racist. And I was thinking, yes, they can. Black people can be racist also. And I think uh, when people think of racist, they automatically assume that it's from uh, the person that can do the oppression onto the um, the oppressor onto the other person but they fail to realize is that it can go the other way even though that other person don't have any power that other person could still have have hatred in their heart towards another party right yeah uh, yeah it's like i said it's i i've you know i actually like real time and i think too many people say because they don't like bill maher you got too many people out here acting like they don't like the show they the show is good and it's okay to like the show the format of the show is why it's good. It's not necessarily Bill Maher. His commentary and point of view at this point, you already know what he's going to say. Right. But the the way they bring on guests, the way they tackle tough topics, the way they actually have debate is way better than the news and way better than and more more real. You know, and that is true too. The fact that you're allowed to cuss, I like. I can't imagine not watching that show because. To me, that's a, it's a much, it's much more catered to what I want to see. I'm not here to agree with everything that comes out your mouth, but what I will like to see is actual people discuss these talking points and kind of go at each other rather than be like, you know, and not just for, yeah, and not just Mm -hmm. like go at each other till the commercial break comes. Like, I like the format of the show. I don't think anything's wrong with that. Um, but yeah, Bill Mark, you know, is, yeah, he's crazy as shit. Uh, so, uh, Kyle writes in this, uh, oh, I mean, so Kyle finishes, um, this shit reminds me of when the U.S. put Japanese Americans in internment camps during World War II. It seems like some folks are content with being on the wrong side of history. You're right. Mm-hmm. Lock up all the Muslims, like if it was up to Bill Maher, right? Right. Um, just, yeah, just what a ridiculously racist way to approach the topic, man. Just, you know, but that's Bill Maher for you. Uh, we did have a poll. Is Thug Kitchen appropriating black culture? Yes or no? 29% of our audience says yes, they are. 71% says no. Let's check the comments. Capadonna says, listen to your podcast on the way to work. Thanks for keeping a cubicle Negro laughing while stuck in the parking lot. We, we in SoCal like to call a morning commute. <laughs> when I first heard black Twitter and many of my conservative black friends all pissing their pants over the idea that Thug Kitchen was created by white people, Hell, anyone who really follows the site knew that already. I kind of chuckled. I guess social justice warriors ran out of NFL think pieces this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, nobody, uh, nobody beat no, any women. Yeah, nothing else broke out. Nobody was a three, drunk driving. It was a three-day lull in women beating for the NFL. So mm-hmm. They had to find something else to talk about. As one who's been a vegan for years and loved the Thug Kitchen blog, the fact that these ninjas are peeing their pants because some white hipsters made a cookbook and used F-bombs is what I like to call the Suey Park Syndrome making issues out of nothing to raise your platform right if these bohemian negroes get get all high and bothered about black folks eating healthier and cutting back on meat why not promote promote brian terry 
Latham Thomas or other black vegan chefs who are promoting healthy plant-based living because you can't get those clickbait points over at Madame Noir. Right. That is a good point. And people do that a lot. And you know what? It does matter because people always try to act like I'm mad right now. So what is it? Don't try to bring it up. But it it, like in cases like this, if your big thing is going to be like, I thought black people would learn to eat healthy because of Thug Kitchen. Which is debatable, you know, right. at best. But if that's what you really thought that somehow you thought the word thug and cussing was black, those are some black things, and we would gravitate towards that because those were black things. For a faceless site, where you haven't seen the people who write it, the things, what about all the chefs that are black? Right. Who dude. aren't faceless. Right. What are you going to do to promote their cause? Even if you do it in the wake of this as a response, I would be okay with that. Like if you're so pissed about this that now you want to start profiling black black chefs who are vegans. Do that. Have at it. Do that. Right. I, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I'm more um, solution oriented. Like I'm not just like, I want to get my anger out. And that's the end. Like I would love to see something better come of this. You know, Karen has different guests on her uh, show. Let's make it good and mm-hmm. highlights different cooking and different techniques and different people um, all all over. You know, right. like there's a there. You know, there's ways to put a spotlight on something without just trying to you know start this uh, takedown or whatever. But right, you know. Anyway, I'm I'm not saying you can't talk about it, but it's just very no. funny. Like if it's that near and dear to your heart. You Pro- think promote it on, you promote somebody. Right, on your own platform versus, put like this, when you see a hole, instead of complaining how nobody's filling the hole, you you should fill the hole yourself. But it's easier to complain about how nobody's filling the hole, walk past the hole. Instead. And ignore the black people in there that are filling that hole. Right. Also, I'm kind of tired of black people only being brought up as an alternative to when white people fuck up. Right. You know what I mean? Too often that's a, oh, I was listening to Adam Carolla. His podcast is too racist. So now I decided to go listen to Aisha Tyler. The fuck is that? You know what I mean? Like, Instead of you couldn't have just clicked on that without a white person letting you down. Like, right. you couldn't promote Lathan Thomas without some white person fucking up first. Like, you know, it's just funny, man. Yeah, and also, and also, it's an insult to to black people. Like, like there aren't black vegans out there. You know what I mean? Right. Like, to to me, you're saying that black people don't eat healthy and ain't gonna eat healthy without this fucking book. What? Right. There are black people that are concerned about their health, that are out here exercising, doing great, personal trainers, cook chefs, all this other shit. And when you make these sweeping statements, you ignore that whole group out there. Like that group does not exist. Right. And not to mention if. If you can look at the traffic for thugkitchen.com, I can't fucking tell you most of it's white. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, I don't know. I, just reading the words, I'm like, most, mostly white people are reading this shit. Anyway, um, they also say because, oh yeah, here's a profile of black vegan chefs in Ebony. He put a link up to, on the site. Also, the Thug Kitchen folks have stated in other interviews that they're just two dorky white people who just cuss the light, hence the name. I, for one, will be picking up the book when it comes out and just had a fucking chug this strawberry oat smoothie this wonderful Monday morning before my slowly trucking, slowly trucking to the plantation. Oh, let's just hope it ain't $45. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is one thing. Yeah. Thug Kitchen will get shut down if, uh, 
we find out that this is a a ton of money. Yeah, whatever. but like the book is cheaper than the meals. Nope. Right. <laughs> like now get 17 pounds of kale for this next recipe. <laughs> like, wait a minute, what? And be sure it's organic. Um, yeah, uh, and then they put the link on there. Um, uh, it says you, it says, uh, there's a link to Ebony, uh, Ebony.com, uh, profile on three black vegan chefs from April 2014. And, uh, they say all you have to do is read, you know, they just searched it up and round three. Like, can't be that, can't be that difficult, guys. Uh, KJ Dollar says, I actually wasn't surprised that they were white, but I did feel a type of way at first until I heard your opinions about it. And it made me, uh, ask, why am I mad about this? Right. I actually like the kitchen and I will order that book when it comes out. Told you all you're doing is causing their sales to go through the roof. Dude, all, cause people go overboard. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's funny is if they would have, like, if, the way the article was written, when you click on thugkitchen.com, you expect to see like a exhibit in, on there with some gold teeth and rims spinning. Right. And a bunch of like, you know, niggas, uh, motherfucker, like incorrectly spelled cuss words and ebonics and shit. And it's just not in there. Mm-mm. It's not. So like, why are you that fucking mad? Like there has to be someone you can be mad. They act like it was Iggy Azalea. You right. know what I mean? It's like, and then when I click there and it's not, I'm just like, but actually, these are some good recipes. I kind of like pumpkin bread. Yeah, Shit. with this pumpernick spice. Ooh, this yeah. is nice. What is this? I've never had pumpernickel. Right. Are you upset with Raven Simone was the poll for episode? Wow, this week this week was all about uh <laughs> us being like, black people don't be so mad. Um, right. Like, everybody, everybody Hates Raven was episode 796, and the poll was, are you upset with Raven Simone? Yes, she really let me down. No, her opinion isn't, that, isn't important. 93% of people... Say her opinion isn't important. Seven percent say she really let me down. Capadonna said I'm more offended with Raven Simone showing up to an Oprah interview looking like an extra from Sailor Moon. <laughs> right. That how she identifies herself. Man. Right. She had color cream, uh, color crayon hair. Yeah, like that was the part to me that I, was I couldn't like, y'all believe. Mad and taking her seriously, word. I couldn't believe Black Twitter let that go. I'm like, we not roasting this this wig though. Right. Her hair. Like we really just gonna the paintbrush? She, she looking like Ariel and shit, and we really just gonna we gonna let go, this ride. Go past that, right? We gonna be too mad yeah, about. She looking like the misfits from Jim with all right. that color. Seriously, we are the misfits. Our songs yes. are better. Yes. Yeah. And we're gonna get her. Right. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, I'm surprised even Oprah let it slide. I feel like if she wouldn't have said that stuff about race, that's what Oprah would have said. Then two days, then like the next day, she was like, listen guys, I just said, I don't want to be labeled African American. I didn't say I wasn't black. And then people was like, fuck, we can't still be mad though. I won't, I won't stay mad. <laughs> ah, right. What am I going to be mad about they were now? I'm mad just to be mad. You really going to take my madness away from me like this? Yep. Go find some other shit to be mad about. Um, uh, so then we had episode, what episode is this? 797, Seventh Heathen. Um, uh, where we talked about that, that amateur porn where that dude was smoking meth in the middle of it so casually. Right. It's crazy as shit. Um, we had some comments. Damn it, Rod, it's all your fault. I'm watching these Froggy Fresh videos, says Evo08. <laughs> Dr. Abrasive says that Denzel track was the absolute best. I forgot why the hell I went to Walmart for a good 10 minutes because I was laughing so hard. 
<laughs> Animal Thug says, I agree with the other comments that got me. You got me hooked on Froggy Fresh, formerly Krispy Kreme. I watched all the music videos. Thank you. And Karen, keep it coming. At, at. So I guess everybody, um, I guess everybody loved, uh, Froggy Fresh as much as we did. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, Froggy Fresh is the shit, man. Uh, in Washington. Yeah. Don't forget about the book of Eli. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we also had comments on episode, I mean, we actually had episode seven, nine. Oh, wait, did I do the poll? No, I didn't. Mm-mm. Oh, the poll was, is Jennifer Lawrence, wait, is this right? Seventh Heathen? Yeah. Is Jennifer Lawrence right about her news being spread, spread around being a sex crime? And uh, the options were, yes, everyone is complicit if they've seen or shared the images. Only the original people who leaked it were complicit or no, it's not a sex crime. This is a good, pretty, pretty, pretty good poll. A lot of splits. Uh, yes, everyone is complicit if they've seen or shared the images. 26%. Well, tweet. Tweet the tweet image thing is part of the reason because my shit automatically pops up, so I didn't go looking for the shit. It was like, dee, dee, dee. I was like, oh, okay. You're a criminal. Guess, you're a criminal, Karen. Guess it's down my timeline. Twenty six percent of our artists think you're a criminal. I guess so. Only the original people who leaked it are complicit. Forty nine percent of our audience, the majority, mm-hmm. says, uh, "Hey, not not only only the people who did it." should be in trouble right because they motherfuckers that put it out for public and then 26 percent of our people think it's not even a sex crime i know i disagree with those those people. are the randolphs of the, of the world yep kyle says i mean her being naked in the pictures were the only reason they leaked what else could it be also sex crime is a broad term a lot of stuff falls under it i agree mm-hmm. um and uh then the last episode of the week where we talked to randolph and andy the three guys on podcast uh, it was called Shaming, episode 798. Um, no comments on this one, which I'm actually a little surprised because people were commenting all over my fucking timeline and in my mentions. Yeah. But scared to leave a comment on the damn website. Right. Anyway, it was hitting us up on Twitter. We got the poll. The poll was actually expensive engagement rings, yay or nay. Yay, 20% of the audience, basically. 19% of the audience says yay. Nay, 81%. Miss Crystal writes in, you say expensive, I say expansive. And then Winky Face. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, and then we had a couple, someone left a couple episodes, a couple comments on old episodes. Okay. Because they've been going through the archives. Episode 520, subtweet hunting, subtweet hunting. Mitchell writes in, sub, hashtag subtweet hunting is one of the funniest games that Rod made up. It keeps your timeline clean without people talking shit about you. Yeah, what, uh, subtweet hunting is, um, even if, no matter what people are talking about, you actually go to their, uh, timeline and you pretend that what they just said is about you. Right. And then you use hashtag subtweet hunting. Okay? So it's like if, you know, Maybe Nick Jew's not saying anything about me, but she might be like, oh, um, this bread is delicious. And then I'll come in her timeline and be like, oh, so you trying to act like your bread is better than mine. Hashtag sell to you, Right. Or, you know, somebody says, um, uh, here's one. The fact that y'all can't tell what's Photoshop or not disturbs me. 
Like, uh, that's what my man XD, the XD experience just tweeted. So I'll go in his mentions right now and be like, just at me then, then. That's what a lot of people do. They just go just at me then. Uh, yeah. So I put subtweet hunting, you know, hashtag. So you just let me, it's how you keep people on your, they toes to let them know that you are always paranoid and insecure and work and looking for the <laughs> next slight. Right, against you, even if it ain't against you. Mitchell also left a comment on episode 578, Feminism. This is the one where we had the big discussion with Chill and Owen. Mostly Chill. Uh, Mitchell says, this is my favorite episode, but I feel so bad for Chill that she is a feminist. Uh, she is a feminist denial and does not answer all of Ryan's questions and does the opposite things. So I get what everyone was saying. And for me, as Karen says, everybody has their own definition of what feminism is. Mm-hmm. So. So for me, my definition of a feminist is, feminist is I have all respect for women. I certainly do have being faithful to women and never hurt a woman. And I would certainly give women their rights and treat all women equally. I hope we can all agree that every woman should have the same rights and have their own rights as well and to be considered equal. Well, chill wouldn't agree that night. Mm-hmm. She would have called your ass something. Oh. Um, or she probably would be like, but Mitchell. But Mitchell, but Mitchell, am I a woman? Hmm? Then why I gotta be a feminist? Yeah, I love <coughs> chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nell210 says, uh, I know this technically hasn't happened yet on the tippy thread, mm-hmm. but I'm still gonna do a best interview. I'm nominating Jamel Hill. God, I love that woman. Yes, right. I'm jealous as hell. That's right. I'm gonna interview Jamel Hill, dog. Medium talk. Um, so let's get to the voicemails. A couple people left voicemails. So let's, uh, get to playing those for everybody. Where's my voicemails at? What the fuck happened to my voicemails? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I only had one. Oh, the other one's from last week. All right. We got one voicemail for the week. Let's play it. Hey, Rod. Hey, Karen. It's LaShonda. I'm going to apologize in advance for the background noise. I'm walking to my shuttle to go to work. Great shows as always. Um, yeah, about the Saturday morning cartoons. You know what else is tragic about the loss of that? Is the invention of the cable box for kids can skip through commercials. I was in the store with my son the other day, and we picked up some Asamaya bologna because my sons eat like monsters and just inhale everything in sight. I sang him the Asamaya bologna song, and you know he didn't know what I was talking about. Right, because mm-hmm. they don't sing it. Commercials. Not that right. they play it anymore, but it's just tragic because they don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. Also, about this whole trend of people talking about black culture being appropriated in Thug Kitchen. You probably already know where I'm going with this. When Rush Limbaugh calls the thug, people lose their absolute mind. They blow their top. Oh, he's racist. Why we got to be thugs? So then some white folks take and use it just for curse words, like you said, for a vegan cookbook. Oh, they appropriated our culture. I feel like the black community just needs to be shrinked. We all need <laughs> psychiatrists or something because we can't figure out who we want to be, what we want to claim is ours, what's okay, what's not okay. It's only okay if some people do it. It's just ridiculous. and it, It's getting pretty old and tiring to see. And you already know I think they should leave Raven Simone alone, alone, but that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> Lastly, um, I was going to call a few weeks ago when you had this conversation. I've worked in higher ed for, God, almost 20 years now, so old. But I think one of the challenges with colleges having to deal with sexual assault, if you ask a lot of administrators, 
we don't really feel equipped to do it. The problem is the Higher Education Act in Title IX requires that we do. So even if colleges wanted to leave it to the police, we're not really allowed to. And based and plus on top of that, uh, rape and domestic violence are the only crimes that the person who was victimized has to press the case or the police won't investigate it. So even if we wanted to turn it over to the police, they won't go after it unless the victim says so. And we all know how people get victimized in society. Mm. Anyway, let me finish getting to my shuttle. Keep up the great work. Have a great day. Let's keep the spirit of great cartoon jingles and cartoon theme songs alive. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye, sweetie. Well, first of all, thank you for the call, Shonda. Um, and, I, yeah, I'm, I feel sad for the kids. You know, they don't have the jingles like we did. They don't have the uh, iconic. We didn't even do, like, Scooby-Doo and some of that shit, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as the thug thing, that is one of the things I, I, that, I that I did have an issue with was um, – we have to make up our minds, like, well, not we, I, I don't mean, I guess nobody has to do shit, first of all, but it, like, to me, it's like, are we all gonna be okay? Because one of the things that you can, like, do to diffuse language is use it, uh, in a way where it takes the power out of it. So if part of taking the power out of it might be white people using the word thug to not mean anything black. You know what right. I mean? Like maybe that's part of it. Um, maybe, uh, and like I said, I, I, I'm not color. I'm not blind. If they would have been talking about the N words or, you know, listen homies and home, like, you know, whatever. If they would have been like kind of like really going in, um, on some black slang, I think I would have understood more because that's what I was kind of the reading made me expect it. Right. I, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not one of these people that's like, Black people shouldn't be offended by anything. I'm not one of those people. No, me either. I definitely understand being offended. Mm-hmm. I just think you have to pick your targets. The, the these this specific target wasn't enough for me to get upset about. It, I mean, we read shows, we read st- articles on the show every day that to me are way more egregious than anything Thug Kitchen did. Right. You know, and that's just our fucking with black people segment. You know what I mean? I just needed it to be more. For, 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 to get offended, I needed more. You know what I yeah. mean? That, that's all I'm saying. I, and the Raven Simone thing, I'm sorry, man. I'm not offended by, the, by her saying, mm-hmm. I don't want to be labeled. Cause, and especially, it's really funny because, especially sexually, I don't know what, what our obsession is with having to label everybody. Right. Uh, well, what are you? Um, uh, like, like, you know, I have, well, well why won't she call herself gay? Like, because maybe she's not. She says she's attracted to men and women. Why don't she call herself bisexual? I don't fucking know, and I don't even think it matters. Right. I'm maybe, not fucking her. We always got to call it something. Sapiosexual, uh, dominant, submissive. So, like, everybody want to put a label on shit. Like, at the end of the day, she's in a relationship however she wants it. Right. They might have an open relationship, whatever. She trying to kind of keep it on the hush. You know, she don't want y'all up in her business. So I don't, it, it shouldn't matter, man. Mm-mm. I just don't get the outrage at that, at that lady, man. Like, and plus her opinion doesn't, it's just one person. 
problems and 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 the thing that people do so that they can be mad is they elevate it to like yeah it's one person but how many people's opinions are influenced by her who the fuck was sitting around before last tuesday talking about some what does raven simone think about this not my black ass nobody stop you just want to be mad come on man what are you really mad at uh, we got emails, and uh, of course, uh, phone lines are open, uh, 704-557-0186, uh, 704-557-0186. Let's go through these emails that we got left um, this week. Oh, we got a phone call. Hold on. Yo, you're on with the Blackout Tips. Hey, Rod and Karen. It's Nick Jill. Hey, oh, what boo-boo. is going on? Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, so I have to uh, take our fake beef to the airwaves, right? Oh, hell. <laughs> I'm finally going to... You know what? You know oh, what, though? What's our fake beef? What hold happened? on. Hold on. This actually gives me a good opportunity mm-hmm. to, to finally give you theme music. You know what I mean? Oh, you never had. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I never really had any music to put under you until this... Um, so let me go find a two short song. What, what did they say? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, yeah, I think he actually says my name in one of the Freaky Tale songs. Okay. I don't know which one that is. So, um, you're going to get blow the whistle. There you go. Okay. Oh, that'll work. That'll work. There you go. You just became calling music. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I felt like some buster hateration has been happening in the way of these Bay Area rappers on here, though, bro. My dude. You know, so my dude. I'm about to, I'm not, I'm not trying to get hypey on you, my dude, but I'm rogue. <laughs> I mean, I was cheap. I was cheaping on the broccoli, um, euphemistically. <laughs> on this cheddaration. <laughs> yeah. You smell me. You smell me. <laughs> I was definitely uh, smoking on that halitosis. But... <laughs> like, woo, oh boy, oh boy. Um, <laughs> um, but no, in all seriousness, like every time you talk about E40, my heart breaks a little. And then Too Short got it. And then Angela Johnson. So that chick is from San Jose, the oh. Bonquicui chick. Oh, oh, really? Is she? Yeah, a- and she, she was on Nat TV in like 1997 mm. doing that Bunkly character, and she also does like a nail lady character. Mm, okay, okay. See, I didn't have any of this context when we saw. You know how it is. The blog was mad. So right. I, just, I just read what was on the blog. I was like, I guess, I mean, it is kind of whack that they doing this. I mean, we're the black people, but. Yeah. yeah, that Bone Kui Kui character is very, very, very old. And, like, I'm a little sensitive when people do racially based accents, like making fun of Indian people or mm. uh, the nail lady stuff. But it's kind of funny, like, especially mm. the nail lady, because she has the voice down pat. And I always thought Bone Kui Kui was kind of funny. So when people were, and also this benefit commercial is mad old. It's like six months old. So oh. all of a sudden, when people were mad about it again, I was like, oh, this is really old i'm like and i get why people mad i'm not calling to say don't be mad but like i'm just saying like this is so old it's just like we found this and now we're mad about it right it's weird too because like i don't know sometimes i wonder like is something wrong with me or something wrong with them because i don't get that mad i need it to be like egregious you know like i need like i need to catch like iggy without her like doing her black scent and saying nigga in a freestyle backstage 
And right. I, then I'll be like, oh, oh, she doing it. You know, like, right. I yeah. want to catch him red handed, but just. I can't be mad about it. Every time you go nuts. Yeah, but just you like will. catching somebody like dancing like a black person or something. It just, it's not enough. I need mm-hmm. more. Right. And I think the whole Bonquiqui thing is like, yeah, the name is obviously making fun of black girls, but it's not like she was on there with black face and big old black lips and calling people the N-word. I mean, it was stupid. It was a parody based off of a character that she created almost 10 years ago. Yeah, I feel like we gave that like a 50 or 25 or something. It It wasn't. I, oh no! I think I gave it a hundred on behalf of other people because I don't. Well, I, I yeah. didn't want them to get mad at me. Well, I gave it a hundred because you uh, fuck with Bay Area people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, okay. You smell me? You smell me? When I I'm do. over here. Oh yeah, calculating. <laughs> yeah, figure <doses. laughs> For real. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I just wanted to call. I've been catching up. My mom was here, so I had weeks worth of shows to catch up. And y'all worked hella hard, so I <laughs> to catch up. You know what? That's also, um, speaking of appropriation, I have appropriated hella from listening to West Coast rap. Everyone my, has appropriated hella. Mm, well, it's you kind know what's annoying? I did it ahead of time. I was doing hella back when Souls of Mission was around, but then yes. it, it didn't catch on. So, you know, I just let it slip for a while and then it came back hard and now every uh, it came back hella hard actually. And now mm-hmm. everybody is um is up on it and I do feel some kind of way about it. Like why y'all wasn't doing it when I was doing it. That's fucked up. I tried I mean, to I tried I to appropriate it. So I'll just call people young and like damaged. So I'm just gonna take everybody's stuff. I just get mad when people want to say hella in one breath and then want to talk about our people, our musicians in the next breath. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, you know I definitely, mean? I definitely did that. Hella is slang. Hella is <laughs> slang for more than a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it is specifically a Bay Area thing, but then Gwen okay. Stefani came out with that song, Hella Good. So it was kind of a SoCal thing, and then it just, South Park took it when um, they had the Evil Cartman episode. Okay. And it kind of blew up from there. It's crazy, though, because, like, you know, when people take Southern slang, uh, uh, D.C. slang, like, Mm -hmm. to me, it's all kind of like... It's all good, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. I, oh, yeah. To me, it's only bad when it's, like I said, it crosses a line where it's like, oh, these motherfuckers being disrespectful. Like, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's, hey, it's like pornography. I know it when I see it, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I appreciate the call, Nick June. Yeah, we No problem. You. And we did still meanwhile from Instagram, just so you know. I loved it. I cubicle mm-hmm. screamed every time I heard it. I was like, yes. Oh my God, I, was <laughs> I loved it. Cause shit was just happening on Instagram. I was like, is this about Instagram? We can't let this slide. Yeah. And I, vital information. I'll be trying to let people know. And, uh, don't forget guys, uh, what's the T still around? Mm-hmm. On, we are. It's, <laughs> you it's can find the, us. <laughs> it's on the Twim network. Yeah, I, I listened live last week. Yeah. So, um, live Tuesday nights. Yep. So it was fun. Yeah, we're on Tuesday at 10. Um, as soon as Elon comes back from being a revolutionary, we're going to figure out when we rebroadcast. <laughs> but Tuesday 10 Eastern right now. Uh, all right, cool. Well, good luck with all, all right. that. Love you. Love you. Love you too, guys. Bye. Bye. Peace. <laughs> oh, man. She the best.
she is. Yeah, we did steal that when y'all was talking about we we busting into the meanwhile. Meanwhile on Instagram. Yippee yay yo, yippee We stole that from her. Yeah. No matter how much Reggie hated it, it became a, 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 a it's a thing. Right. Uh, I also stole that from Amber. So right. I'm pro- we appropriate everything. Other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anybody uh, can get it. It was, you know. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> That's why I started. Sorry, got that. Um, Jay Wright saying, funny story. So I have my parentheses white boyfriend listening to clips of the show every now and then. I wanted him to hear you and Justin go on about what drone soldiers look like in the office. And he just, uh, yeah, uh, I forgot about the drone soldiers thing, skit that uh, me and Justin did. Um, and he just listened to the episode all the way through. He likes Guess the Race, so he wanted to hear it and play along, which means he also heard fucking with black people. So fast forward to the morning after he's making his morning coffee and asked me if I wanted some. And I said no. And he looked at me strange because I usually have it. Uh, as he proceeded to make his, he asked me again. And this time I said yes. He then says, oh, so you're playing fucking with white people this morning, huh? <laughs> and then, <laughs> he said 100. Oh, Lord, because he was fucked with. Just like I was cracking up uh, that he applied that to this situation. Uh, and I said, wait until he realizes the potential sexually. Oh, Lord. Because <laughs> he's, he's going to, uh, although I guess if it, Jay's like, uh, yeah, for fucking with black people today, you only got a 50. So right. you need to step your game up in the bedroom. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Chris D writes in, Hey, Rod and Karen, love, love the show. I'm a new listener. I have been very entertained by your show so far. I hope to be going premium member to going to a premium membership soon. You. you guys put out a shitload of content and it's hard to digest just the free stuff. With respect to porn and airplanes, like the article said, show 796, this is true. I was in an airline pilot for nine years before changing careers and having seen this routinely, it's my, it's in my experience at my company, this was done to break up the routine. Despite the fact that schedules are not regular and routine, once the cockpit door closes, things are pretty much the same. Pushback, departure, and in route climb are pretty busy periods. Once at cruise altitude, the workload drops off and there is much, so much, only so much conversation one can have with the other pilot. A lot of pilots would leave surprises in different uh, places at the co- of the cockpit as a joke. It was mostly white guys that did this. Females that I flew with found the porn, either ignored it or had a good chuckle. While I found these surprises much needed com- uh, comedic relief at times, I didn't participate in the games. As a black man in America, why take that risk? Right. <laughs> in my experience, I never found it to be misogynistic or racist. Granted, there was some misogynistic, racist, homophobic, etc. folks as per the norm. Your podcast is gold. Take care, Chris. All I know is... And I, I feel you, Chris. Your experience might be one thing, and maybe you even listening to this show, you might be a bit more broad on the scale of what's offensive and what's not. Mm-hmm. But the fact that your black ass knew not to play the game, that says everything right there, dog. They shouldn't right. be playing that shit either. Right. You was like, nope. That could get your ass in some, in some trouble. And porn by nature is going to normally appear to be misogynistic out of context, you know? if Especially you're at work leaving. And it's not even just misogynistic. It could just be a picture of somebody like, uh, you know, um, on a card saying, look at my titties, uh, when you get to Vegas, look me up. 
and the fact that you're putting it where the, the mostly women stewardess are going to find it mm-hmm. the the fact that uh you know it, it it's kind of um it's being done by mostly male pilots uh to quote unquote break up the routine it is definitely not something you should be doing in the workplace Mm-mm. and it definitely can come off as misogynistic um and who knows like they said in the article that there was some misogynistic or racist stuff your experience might be different but you know who knows what other motherfuckers are doing on a planes right right you know um kate writes in has uh 795 thug kitchen rod you asked why the writer used a pseudonym when people are going to figure out who it is anyway we're oh i don't got a phone call yo you're on with the blackout tips yo what's going on family what's going on Aaron? sweetie hey um y'all have had an amazing week of shows um like the three guys on the show was um, amazing so i wanted to get that out the way thanks man thank Um, you sweetie but i had some or about three things i wanted to mention that y'all y'all didn't say hey the cartoons it was so many good cartoons that you didn't mention. Do you all remember the Captain Nintendo uh, yeah. show? Yeah, I remember Captain Nintendo. Now, oh, here's the thing. Cool. Here's the thing. I did not like those cartoons. I don't. I don't think I remember. You didn't like, one. You didn't like Captain N. I didn't like Captain N. I like uh, the Zelda joint, and I didn't like the Mario Brothers joint. Now I like Zelda the Mario, Mario Brothers. The Mario joint had like the dopest theme song of all time. It did. Yeah. The, now the theme songs were good. I'm not shitting on those, but. Yeah, I tried to watch the. It was just like y'all, th- y'all really just gonna try the fact that y'all got video games out here in front of my face. Ah, like, and insu- <laughs> you're gonna insult me with this rubbish. Like I was, I was a cartoon elitist, dog. I was like the Transformers are nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, secondly, the Raven Timon thing is really wild. Like, well, not Raven, the Thug Kitchen thing. So, uh-huh. like, when someone falsely claims that they're appropriating something. <laughs> right, like it's really weird to me. Like my 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 fraternity brother is white. Mm. Like that was on my line. Coolest dude in the world doesn't try to be anything other than himself. And that people killed him for like the first year. Like he's trying to be black. I'm like, yo, his family is definitely white. Right. <laughs> his last name has like 13 letters in it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's not trying to do anything other than be himself, but he got killed. And I know for them, on the other side, it's probably frustrating, too. Mm-hmm. So you got to think of it like that. Like, yo, we ain't trying to do anything. We, don't even, we didn't even think this was an issue. Yeah, right. like, that's the thing is every interview I've seen with them, they have dodged the racial question so fast. Cause also, I'm like, we weren't even thinking about that shit, and we definitely don't believe thug means black or it should right. be negative. We just wanted to come up with a word that we thought would be funny for people who cuss. Mm-hmm. Period. No, no right. racial inferences to Attached, that. And right. we do recognize now that there is some attachment to that racially, but we're not participating in that. Like we're not. That's not our gimmick. You know. Right. I, I don't know what else that's they're not, supposed to do. Yeah, like they, they have tried to have. They have had like these safes. They haven't. If you watch or read the kitchen, like the kitchen has been around for like two years. Yeah. Like, I, I never assumed the kitchen was black. Like, right. just the way they write their recipes, it just seems like somebody's cussing in a recipe, and it's funny. Right. Like, and, if they, and if they would have called it, like, cussing kitchen, they wouldn't even be accused of appropriating black culture. So right. what is the fucking point? Because, honestly, 
the the evidence they were trying to point to was people like see in this article they said you know get your uh you're gonna um be looking fly as fuck now see isn't that how black people talk it's like so if they change it to cussing kitchen would you be mad no nah, i'd be fine with that then, then you're right. not really mad no you're not right yeah that that that's false and i'm not saying people aren't outraged but uh, you, you got to take a day, a day off here now. And then. You know what, dog? Nah, I'm saying it. A lot of people are faking outrage, dog. Right. And I, I'm not afraid yeah. to say it anymore. Yeah. Bro. I'm like, tired I, of the outrage just to be mad, just to be mad about something, anything. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. saying on everything, but there's certain things where I'm just like, this is going to get you clicks. And you know why I know? Right. Because a lot of these motherfuckers that write these th- these takedown pieces and shit, will often be like, the reason I didn't link to Rush Limbaugh is because he would have got clicks. No, the clicks that you want. Right. You know what I mean? The clicks that you need. Like, it's it's all the same shit, man. Like, if you need to be outraged to write your piece to get paid for that week, then you're going to find something. And that's all it is to it, man. Like, it's a money, it's a business, and the social media influence aspect of it has become a very real, tangible thing. So you're not going to make me believe that every single person is on the up and up every time they bring something up because sometimes you're just doing it because you need the hits, you need the attention, you need the branding. And, uh, I, well, you know, I see it. Well, well, it's definitely about money because, uh, like I said, the kitchen has been out for two years. Right. And it's not – everybody that has seen the kitchen, like if you've been on Facebook, you've seen at least one post mm-hmm. about the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So – like they decide to make a book. Oh no! Now they're making money off of it, and they're in the spotlight. Well, this is my time to get mad, even though it's been out for two years. Like I don't, I just don't get it, man. It's it's, it's frustrating, but I I just kind of overlook it or pay it no mind. Yeah. Um, and the last thing is, um, feel kind of sad. I have to say this. Um, it's kind of difficult to say. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter's a lefty. Mm. Now, why and would you be sad about that? You should be celebrating that. It, well, this is the thing. I've been teaching her to use her right hand. Son of a bitch, Aaron! No, <laughs> not you. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, man. I've I've tried. Mm-hmm. I've tried my hardest. Now with your podcast, I've been able to see the light, and now she's allowed to use her left hand. Oh, thank, thank God! You. Thank, thank God, you. Man. Oh, let man. that baby but, be free. Right. She, she definitely grabs things from her left hand. I would switch it to her right. I feel ashamed every time. Mm-hmm. But that's just, you know, the the right elite in me. Right. I, I have no it's, have it's, no shame. It's right privilege. It's right privilege, man. And, it, it, you know, she'll regret it, man. You you start doing it now, and then she grows up, and she realizes she's trans-handed. And she's going to look that, like you betrayed her. She's never going to trust you again. Hey man, some of my best friends are left-handed. I, I, I you know. Yeah, I, I consider us you know, friends. We hang out. I consider yeah. us friends, and we're I'm left-handed, so I feel like, you know, you should, uh, you know, let some of that right supremacy go, man. You know, it's not like well, y'all. You know, I, I will think about it. Just to be with her, I've been using my left hand to understand what she's going through try it Aww. everybody just try try being left-handed for a day everybody experience our struggle all right it's, i've been right i've been writing writing in her shoes mm-hmm. so i understand now it's very difficult, it's difficult man it's very difficult man you doors don't open the right way and shit and 
when you cut your vegetables, you got to hold the knife at a weird angle. It's a lot, man. Right, because it's not designed for you. Yeah, but you know, I, I'm glad you. I'm glad you admitted it, man. I, I hope that you continue to be a strong father and break the mold and, and let her let her be the free left-handed person she wants to be. Uh, I'll try. I can't guarantee anything. I have lapses. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of right now, some somebody dropped a baby off my door like six months ago, and now she wants to eat, so I got to go. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> have a good one, Aaron. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs> oh, man. Um, where were we at? Oh, I was reading emails, wasn't I? Let that baby be free. So, she, because, oh, what Kate is talking about, by the way, is there was an outlet um just shakedown like apparently all these outlet like hipster writers who write like these really emo internet um like uh like whether book novels sometimes just websites um apparently there was like a huge shakedown because some of them got accused of being rapists and some of them kind of admitted to it right uh it was one of those things where it was still mostly white males running it at the top uh and they seen that they get advantage of these women they were taking advantage and abusing their power not just of these women one one dude was an asian dude and he was uh dating a a person that was i believe they were either transgender i think they were transgender and like underage not i guess not illegally underage at the time but still kind of weird that you know like a 20 something dating like a 16 or 17 year old right um but there was a lot of the stuff where you know they found out that hey these people are not being good to women and Mm-mm. you know or people that they have power over yeah right. and they're pretending to be super duper progressive and liberal and all this stuff but the end of the day uh having sex with somebody against their will is rape and right ain't no amount of liberal progressivism <laughs> that you can write write down write about mm-hmm. that'll undo that shit right that's true um so so this lady wrote an article about hey my rapist is a dude that is big in the outlet scene and she wrote about the whole experience but she used a pseudonym for the guy rather than his real name and i was like that's weird why even use a pseudonym like like i think the pseudonym she used was stan and the real guy's name was say steve or something like mm-hmm. that it's like everyone's gonna know who that is well kate's writing in about that uh, she says, why would a writer use a pseudonym when people are going to figure out who it is anyway? Sophia Katz was probably trying to shield herself from a defamation lawsuit. Since she lives and publishes from Toronto Dirks, uh, the guy, the guy's name is Dirks, from Toronto, Dirks could bring suit against her using Canadian law, which has a much lower standard of proof in defamation cases. Not By not naming him and letting others do that, she attempted to, she, she attempts to shield herself from possible litigation. So that could be it. So you don't use his name and then let everybody figure it out. And it's like, hey, I'd said Stan. So, you know, how people figured out it was you, I don't know. Right. But don't sue me. Currently, two female librarians, one American and one Canadian, are being sued by a male librarian whom they called out publicly for sexually harassing women at library conferences in the U.S., Canada, and overseas. Mm. Despite the fact that the plaintiff, Joe Murphy, and one of the defendants are American and both reside in the U.S., Mr. Murphy has chosen to file his lawsuit asking for $1.25 million in damages in Canada. In the Joe Murphy case, the two librarians named... uh, named him in their writings so they had no such shield from a lawsuit in the librarian's case 
they are they are asking victims to come forward and make statements and also anyone who had previously heard about Mr. Murphy's behavior to make statements to that effect. Their argument is that it was an open secret that Mr. Murphy is a sexual predator so much so that female attendees would use a buddy system at conferences to make sure they were never alone with him. Shit. They claim that they simply spoke openly about something that was widely known but only whispered about, Kate. Wow, that's crazy, Kate. Um, And, yeah, but that makes perfect sense, you know. Mm. I can see exactly why somebody would be like, nope, I'm not dealing with it, you know. Okay, I'm not dealing with that foolishness. Yeah, let me just say he got a different name and people can fill in the blanks and I can, at the end of the day, go, it wasn't me. Plus, you don't know how he's going to react. Now, this guy kind of reacted like, it was me, I fucked up, I'm terrible, I'm going to leave the scene, I'm going to give up my magazine and all this shit. So, who knows, you know, he might have taken it without going i'm gonna sue but at any point you could always come back and sue anyway right so just never know what's up ron and karen this is from q future super villain in the chat i've been listening to the karen and rod show oops i mean the black guy tips for a while now and figured i'd finally send my first email first thanks for all the shows you do and all the content you provide it really expedites a lame work week in which i am forced to talk to white people i mean people (laughs) I normally would never talk to. And it's nice to have a like-minded place of retreat that makes me feel like I'm not crazy for having opinions and thoughts that I have. Thanks for going premium and never wavering on putting out a full free show that continues to be my favorite podcast. I've noticed that many podcasts have this vibe of, oh, we work so hard and do so much and podcasting is so hard and we don't really like doing it, but give us your money because we're important because we're black. And it makes them seem like they're doing their fans a favor by allowing them to have access to their shows at all, which is baffling to me. Um, well, you know, one thing is we listen to a lot of podcasts. A whole we, lot. Before we had ideas about how we were going to do this a mm. long time ago, even before I got laid off. Right. It just being laid off kind of expedited everything. Yeah, it did. Um, but, um, we wanted to do it in a way that didn't take anything from the audience. So if people just only want to listen to the show, I mean, shit, to be honest, I want to say they got more because we weren't doing it five days a week, were we, at the time? We were doing it three. We pushed yeah. it to five. So we, we added, them. we actually added more shit. Right. Um, and the shows are just as long as they were before. Right. So we actually added more stuff and, yeah, we don't cut the show off because I didn't want to feel like we were taking something from the audience. We don't even avoid certain topics. So, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, we, like, I do collect certain topics for specific shows, but... If there's a, st- a story in sports that's really big, we don't go, well, we're not going to talk about it on the regular show. That way we can sell our premium show more mm-hmm. if we don't bring up Ray Rice at all. Like, we're, we're just not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I do appreciate people supporting us. And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully they do feel like going premium gives them extra content. Hopefully people that continue to listen to the regular show, if they had fears that somehow we were going to drop the ball or stop doing it as often or not do it as well, they understand that, that none of that's changed. You know, um, we're going to be professional. We're going to treat it. We treat it like a full-time job before it was a full-time job. So now that it is a full-time job, there's no reason to slack, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, other shows have a different models. I'm different not. formats. Yeah, I'm yeah. not here to say they need to do their shit differently or whatever. They have different models. Other, uh, whether it's a black show, white show, whatever kind of show, mm-hmm. the just the gist of what every show is selling you is, hey we're important because we're unique and you guys should support us 
no matter what the show is right you know um so so i you know i'm not knocking anybody else just different strokes for different folks but mm-hmm. i had to do what makes us feel comfortable with what we do as a product mm-hmm. and the only thing that makes me feel comfortable is knowing that guy that you guys will always have uh a show out there that you can you know listen to and stuff um you know we used to keep our archives out there so mm-hmm. you know things have changed yeah you know if you get behind more than two three weeks and you haven't been subscribed or whatever yeah we're automatically downloads on itunes or downloads on stitcher yeah Yeah, you lose those shows Mm -hmm. so you know things have changed and i'm sure some people might get mad about that stuff but honestly we just wanted to do it in a way that pissed the least people least amount of people People off off, and encouraged the most amount of people to support um and you know if you do anything full-time and you do it well enough and you try to be professional it is going to be hard it is going to have its gripes Mm -hmm. I just try to remember what it was like working in that cubicle, not believing in myself, uh, being beat down emotionally every day, right. uh, dealing with people that I, you know, I couldn't even be friends with because the company really didn't want us to be friends. Right. Um, like I just, I'll never forget that. It, there will never be a point in my life where I'm not appreciative of what we're able to do for a living, uh, appreciative of the people that support us for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not, an artist by trade i'm not uh in a in a industry where i just expect people to understand i'm so special they're gonna give me my money give me Mm -mm. their money Mm -mm. so every single time we every morning like i said i wake up i get the emails from paypal that we're getting money and who who paid and who decided not to pay who opted out and every day is you know that's my reality so you know we have to work hard and stay consistent so that we continue to to eat. Yeah, we're very, very uh, thankful for the people that go premium, for the people that went premium and, and, and changed their mind, for the people that come back, because it's just one of those things where we understand the economy. So it's one of those things where we want to set a reasonable price where we know it wasn't too high, but right. it wasn't too low, where we couldn't sustain our needs. And for everybody out there that's a premium member, I've said this before and I say this again, uh, you guys literally helped uh, make Roderick happy because this is the happiest I've ever, ever seen him from working. Like, he literally works more hours than he ever has in his life, but he's the happiest I've ever seen him, and that and that's priceless to me. So every time anybody signs up, that's what you're paying for. You're paying for him to be happy, us to be happy, and for us to continue to put out excellent uh, product for you guys. And for those people that are premium, for those people that don't know, they got over 200, 200, what, 250, 200 something uh, episodes in the premium it's, archive now. I can tell you exactly if you give me a second, but yeah, I mean, we, we put out, we, we've never slacked. Like, it's mm-hmm. almost like we're doing an entirely other five day a week show. Right. If you, if you actually are premium at this point, not even counting the archives, you got 241 premium shows. We also have shows in the can that we haven't even put out yet. So yeah, we, you know, we work hard and we, de- I just want people to understand we appreciate them. And I also want them to realize like, Hey, they're not fucking around with your money and your time. They're not just out here going, oh, I got your money now. I'm going to go take a nap. You know what I mean? Like, nah, you will get something uh for this money um probably more than you can even listen to and i'm okay with that it's the only way i can be okay with it right me too i'd rather work harder and give you more content because roger's been seeing me uh for my lip smacking good a lot of times i've been recording two and three shows in a week you know regular shows plus 
uh, other shows that I've been doing, you know, he's been recording too. He does a show with Justin. Like for those people that have been paying attention, we, we've been grinding really, really hard for you guys because we want you to be more than happy to give us that money. Right. So yeah, man. But like I said, other shows have different models. This is mm-hmm. the one I personally believe in and the right. one that I feel comfortable selling. None of the, like, if you look into other podcasts, like, none of this shit is new as far as these models. Like, you know, you have the bonus content model getting paid. You have the, uh, shows where, hey, we're gonna play an hour, then we're gonna cut it off. You want the other 30 minutes, you gotta go pay for it. Mm-hmm. You have the paper episodes. You have the people like Adam Carolla just go, hey, uh, th- this episode, you have to pay for, the rest are free. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it, it's it's a ton of ways to try to monetize it, but there's no one way, and uh, it's all pretty difficult. And I'm still amazed that we're able to do this every day. So, you know, I'll, I'll never take this shit for granted. Period. You Me know what I mean? Either. And and like I said, I don't mind working. I don't mind grinding because it is it is all worth it uh, for you guys and for people that have been going premium. For those that are not, y'all, we hear nothing but but everybody's saying is it's more than um i'm paying for like it is more than enough it's and it's hours and hours upon hours of shit that most people have not heard other than the few we have released so we just want to let everybody thank you and it means a lot to us for people to support you guys seem like you're having a genuine fun time and legitimately love doing what you do and that personally makes me excited to listen to every show Right, you have to say consistency is the most important part of podcast, and I agree 100%. And there's no show more consistent in both laughs and output of content than TVGWT. Thank you, man. Yeah, we don't take a lot of time off. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, man, I was going to my job every fucking day, not getting vacation. Uh, this is way easier than that. And, um, even there's times where like, I feel like I don't want to do the show where like, you know, cause I'm, I'm kind of tough on myself. So I'll be like, oh, are these articles funny enough to cover? Uh, you know, or other topics, you know, that we're going to do, like, are, is it going to be something we can make funny? Um, is it enough news? Is it, you know, like, do we really have a, you know, it's just me and Karen tonight, no guest, like, are people getting tired of me and Karen, you know? These are the things going on in my head. Now, to y'all, that might sound crazy. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. y'all been enjoying the show and it might, and it probably is crazy, you know, cause we're, <laughs> tomorrow is episode 800. So yeah, it is crazy. Cause we have made it, we have made it work 800 times, but every fucking time, you know, I'm like, maybe we shouldn't, should we just cancel the show tonight? You know, I've asked Karen that before where I've been like, should we just not do a show tonight? You know, like, Maybe maybe we don't have what it you know whatever it takes and then the fucking mic turns on we play a little music start doing the show and without he know fail, my answer Mm-mm. yeah without fail we always you know have a good time and I yeah I like I said man this is the best job in the world to me All right I don't, I don't have nothing bad to say right this is the best second job I've ever had mm-hmm. Uh, there's no show more consistent. Oh yeah. I'm very surly and I don't like many things. So when I realized how much I do appreciate the show, I figured I'd just be, I'd be just as vocal about the things I enjoy as I am about the things that get on my damn nerves. Well, that's dope. Thank you, sweetie. So yeah, thanks and shit. Thanks for all the hard work you do and the shows you've been getting better, just been getting better and better with Yahweh's love, Q, future supervillain in the chat. Thank you, Q. Thank you. It's not every day that we can get, um, a surly, uh appreciation right you know what i mean a lot of times people that don't like shit just 
come through, give us a one star review, and tell us go fuck ourselves. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess that. That so much for that. Right, that, <laughs> right. And the thing is, you want your voice heard, but if you'd follow the instruction, you gave us five stars, we just read it uh, and commented on it. But nope. Jay, impossible white man of the show, writes in again. So I'm running a full marathon on Sunday. Say something funny to mess up my running pace. I'll be listening to you guys while um while I run. Prob probably listen to Saturday's show and cue up something with Justin from Premium because he cracks me the hell up. Um, man, I don't, this is putting us on the spot. I don't know what to say funny <laughs> about you running a marathon. Me either. Um, I don't know. Other than don't fall. Look around at all the people that are running with you and start guessing which one you think have peed and shit on themselves oh. rather than stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. There you go. Look at the asphalt and watch the trail. Mm-hmm. Which one got the, which one is sweat going down his leg and which one is pee because he didn't want to stop. You want to get that good time. Oh. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a small favor for a fan. This is from KJ Dolly says, hello, Ron and Karen. This is KJ Dolly, the official alpha of the show. I love your show and wanted to support the premium content so much that I took a little bit of my refund and bought a year of some membership. Well, I'll see you play boy. Thank you, sweetie. So I can have premium content all year long and you two were right. I did find myself loving balls deep and the nerd off and I'm usually not a fan of either shows. So I'm assuming type of shows where yeah. sports, sports and, and nerd, stuff. nerd stuff. Right. If you are not premium, you are missing out. Join the day. Now go on, sign up. As for the small favor, could you give me a birthday shout out? My birthday was on Thursday. Well, that's the same day as Scandal and How to Get How to Get Away Murder. Yep. And I would love to get a shout out on the show. Thanks so much. Please keep up the good work. Hey, happy birthday, KJ happy Dollar. Happy birthday, sweetie. Shout out to you and thank you for supporting the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Markham writes in episode seven ninety eight. Rod and Karen. Listen to episode 798 while walking my dog almost had me cussing at my headphones like I was in a black movie theater. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe dude was arguing the idea that Jennifer Lawrence wasn't a victim of a sex crime when there are people on sex offender registers for flashing their dick at people. That's a good point. Those are sex crimes too. Yes, they are. And they do go on the registry mm-hmm. and they didn't touch anybody, but mm-hmm. they pulled their dick out. Yes, they did. Uh, also, her eyes. also love that dude got so mad. Markham got so mad at Randolph. He just said that dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I got a lot of that on Twitter. Like, I can't believe this dude would say. And I'm like, yeah, at real talk for you. It was in the show notes. <laughs> it his don't matter. Was, his name that, is Randolph. That we, dude that was talking him. We referred y'all, to him several times as Randolph. Y- y- y'all know who I'm talking about. That dude. He also goes by monster. It, don't, is, it don't matter. Now y'all know why they call him monster. <laughs> anyway, nearly all sta- By the way, during that discussion, it's funny because, like, uh, as a person that listened to Three Guys On, and I know how, like, Randolph is like a dog with a bone. Like, he hops on the topic, immediately makes a surface judgment, and goes in. Then Andy normally does the, like, all right, I've already researched this. Here's more all information. Right. And as Randolph is ranting, he kind of, like, trickles the information in. Like, okay. The, but but the girl didn't do that. She did this. Well, such and such, such and such, and this one, I'm sick of this shit, blah, blah, blah. And then, then Andy will be like, yeah, well, that's because uh, the police uh, came late because they did so-and-so. Well, the police, blah, blah, blah. And, like, and then eventually you kind of get Randolph to like, now he's got all the information. He's been going out for 20 minutes. And then he'll be like, oh, okay, well, then this. And then he's like, okay, that is a more informed opinion, right? Right. So I was kind of geeking while they were doing it on the show in that article 
because it felt like i was listening to that show almost like yeah listen to randolph go off on jennifer lawrence wait till he finds out you know uh that she didn't even say rape right or wait till you find out that you know a sex crime can mean anything and like it was, i don't know it was just fun but uh but yeah he was angry and ranting and cutting people off it was typical randolph man when he gets on one of those jags um and then half the time i was laughing anyway so he's, <laughs> he's still funny i, I was like I, I think people think i'm full of shit but or maybe people say this and they're full of shit but i will laugh at something that i disagree with if it's funny true so like he was talking some of the shit he be saying, I'll be like, this is wrong as fuck, but it's, that, it's that's hilarious. It's funny now. Anyway, nearly all the states have a law in the books called voyeurism, which basically means looking in someone's window, taking photos without consent, stealing photos, etc. It's always viewed as a sex crime and in many states gets you on the sex offender list. So there's technically, there's no technically. She was absolutely the victim of a sex crime, period. Her body was exposed to people she didn't want to expose to the end. Well, did you know? In Washington, D.C., they just actually, a judge just ruled that you can take upskirt pictures of women on the train, and it's not a sex crime. It's not a crime at all. So it does How matter where you're possible? at. possible? I know. It does matter where you're at. But, uh, yeah, to me, I, I don't, technically, not technically, whatever, I just know that shit felt wrong, and right. that's fucked up. It was, and, and it was against her consent, so it was an issue to me. Yeah, and if it happened to me, I'm sure I'd be calling it some type of sex crime. Right, and I would be living, and y'all would be hearing about it. Every goddamn day till somebody was prosecuted. Uh, what happened to her and other women is a digital version of running up on a woman and stripping her clothes off in public. Right. So anyone who thinks they can run around stealing and or posting photos and it won't be a crime is going to be in for a rude awakening as the courts start prosecuting folks more and applying voyeurism laws to these hacking cases. Shit, they don't even got to. Some places actually have laws against this. I mean, the dude that got 10 years found out the hard way, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm, don't do that shit this whole idea that women like jennifer lawrence just shouldn't have taken pictures shouldn't expect the cloud to be private or it's just another case of blaming the victim at worst or wanting an excuse to view the pictures without having to feel like they did something wrong i agree on both counts i agree i agree with that sentence entirely uh personally i really don't get why some people argue so strongly against someone else saying they feel violated when something they want kept private is revealed to the public i just don't get it as for the privacy of the cloud, companies spent hundreds of millions to secure these things. Right. So I think the expectation is very real. Yeah, I don't understand why you shouldn't expect privacy for something that's advertising privacy. Right. You know, it's just like I don't expect my uh, antivirus software to not work. And if it fucks up and I get hacked or whatever, I'm going I'm to sue the fuck out of them. Like, y'all promised me I wouldn't get hacked. All right. That's why I'm paying for this shit. Final thought. I wish more, I wish before people say that something is or isn't a crime, I wish they took the advice of my dad, the lawyer, in a world where you can look up almost everything on the internet. I don't understand why people talk about the law without using Google first. Anyway, love the show, Markham. Well, thank you, Markham. Thank you, sweetie. Uh, I will forward this to three guys on so you can listen to that and then Randolph can cuss you out. That'll be good. <laughs> uh, I'm in it for the comedy. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with your email pretty mm-hmm. much entirely, man. Me I, too. Um, that was kind of what we were saying, <clears throat> but Randolph's pretty passionate, man. And I didn't want it to become a chill thing where we were all yelling back and forth again. You know what I mean? Like I wanted us to be able to, um, t- to at least have, uh, some sort of, uh, 
conversation conversation mm-hmm. yeah and and if that meant letting randolph you know finish his you know kind of long-winded like jag that he was going on uh then that was what it was going to be what i didn't appreciate was sometimes karen would start talking or i would start talking or andy start talking and before you could even get your sentence out, out randolph would just like hop back on by back in and you're like dude just let one of us get a full thought out before you get mad. You might not even be mad if you let us finish the sentence. Right. You never know. We we actually might be agreeing. Right, but he was extremely passionate that that time, and it's. I'm sure it'll be nominated for best argument or something <laughs> yeah. uh, for a tippy. That's one of the categories, guys. So uh, won't won't be surprised. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm about to forge your email to Andy and them right now. Uh. I'm going to say FYI for your show, too. So, Markham, make sure you catch Three Guys On to, uh, to, <laughs> this week, Monday. Uh, that's when they normally do feedback. So then he can, like, you can see what Randolph thinks about your um, conversation. Terry S. writes, tweaked up. Hey, Ron and Karen, so many shows, so many topics. There's a lot to, uh, to comment on, but I'll keep it quick. First off, I got them tweaked headphones with the Mike Young in my raw voice. Fast shipping too. They sound great. I use the TBGWT code, so thanks for that. Picks attached. And she, there's picks. Oh, thank you. So I think you got one with that with the mic. Don't yeah, you? I, yeah. I, that's how I play my um. That's how I play my Destiny game. Also wanted to say thanks for putting me on the three guys on. I started listening to their show, and last time they were on, I was so impressed that it's one of the podcasts I always uh that always when it comes out, along with others like Where's My Forty Acres and Hot Fire Starter, to name a few. Oh. Uh, yeah, so that's dope, man. Um, yeah, I listen to them, man, religiously. They're really funny guys. Mm-hmm. What a shame that white people have to be inconvenienced by us colored folk when it's time, when it comes to the Mike Brown protest. After all, they did give us our freedom, right? Shaking my head, ah! which reminds me, fuck you, St. Louis Cardinals fans. Oh, that video is so hard to watch. Yes. Well, most, car- most baseball fans in general, but especially Cardinals fan, uh, racist pick attached. Shout out to, uh, to the white people at the orchestra, though, it always warms my heart to see white people down for the cause because they don't have to care and or have any understanding. Yeah, I agree. Me too. Two last thing, Karen, you never answered Rod when he asked you if you have a plan B. Hey, <laughs> that he had one. I don't. I don't have a plan B. Of course not. You want plan? Well, I told you my plan B is to kill us both. Ah, and be just like one of those. Uh, Twitter um, people that they write about to say TNZ gonna be all on this story. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is what's wrong with men. I'm gonna leave a note back though to let them know <laughs> that gender doesn't even matter to me. I just did it because uh, you know nobody gets to get away from me. <laughs> Nick, you said she my plan B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's still not yeah, answering. Mark Buster. So she's still not answering Terry. So there's some nigga out there. I had to go for. <laughs> I have to go through a phone later or something. No, you got to worry about nothing. Just, uh, that's what they say. I've seen snapped. <laughs> you just turned it around and asked him the same question. Mm-hmm. I see you, LOL. <laughs> and that dude who punched the baby. Yes, it's a shame. Couldn't even knock out a one-year-old. That joke had me rolling. <laughs> Looking forward to another week of podcast. Peace, Terry in Florida. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, sweetie. And, uh, yeah, I need you. Make sure you watch Karen's social media, man. I need y'all to have eyes and ears on it. Just at me. Whatever y'all see. <laughs> see any funny business happening. I'll be checking all the local contacts and, uh, I'll be up in her phone. <laughs> she takes way too many naps. 
to be yeah i do i, I, I take streets. way too many naps feedback from anthony hello Ryder karen first time long time i have no idea why but i wanted to send you guys an email just saying how much i've been enjoying your recent shows episode 798 shaming was just fantastic aside from the victim blaming talk from randolph i enjoyed both him and andy from three guys on tons of funny conversation and quips anyway just want to say i enjoyed that episode and all the others keep up the great work thanks for reading thank you for writing and i'll send this to three guys on too so let's see fyi for your show as well there you go man yeah, you guys so they can see what you guys have when to they say. read their feedback you guys can hear what they have to say about you guys mm-hmm. uh and terry s says whitlock at it again i forgot to mention did you hear whitlock on levitar yesterday no here's the thing about levitar i love levitar with bows on there but when he's not yeah, on there listen. Mm-mm. no it's, no offense it's, it's not as enjoyable no offense to damn that nigga don't even follow me on twitter so he can't be mad he was making excuses for cardinals fans oh well, i read look Whitlock's article so i can i can only imagine what the mm-hmm. fuck he was saying on the phone especially when there's no other black person there to even like give another side or opinion right like it's just him talking to dan and Stu guys who's the most uncomfortable with talking about race anyway yeah <laughs> Like, Whitlock is just so destructive because he is, to me, th- there's just no writer in my lifetime that has ever made white people more comfortable with their bigotry than him. Right. So there's just none. Like, people will write in the radio stations and quote him. I don't know if he's doing a character. I don't know if it's just for the clicks. I don't know if he's just trolling and it is, he just wants to make money. But it might just be him. Or if he, or if he believes this shit, right? You know, like he said, he stopped being homophobic because of Omar from The Wire. He he watched The Wire, a fictional character, and that's why he stopped being homophobic. Not because of real people in real life, right? Like his Michael Sam thing had a lot to do with. Well, since I watched Omar from The Wire, I'm like, dude, what kind of shit is that? Right? How about just look around you? But you know, whatever, man. He's uh. He's just not my cup of tea, man. Um, but, uh, he has uh, his own platform. He's the biggest writer and, uh, probably the biggest writer at, uh, ESPN right now mm-hmm. than Bill Simmons. So if, uh, if that's what you got to do to make it, I just, I ain't never going to make it. I ain't that the truth. Uh, this nigga, I gave my phone so much side eye as I listened to sh- the show at work. It's obvious to me what he does. I doubt he really believes most of the things he says. Professional tap dancer. Of course, Levitar challenged him though. Love that man. Cuban dude will always rise for our cause. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said, uh, Dan, I do love. He will make questions and stuff. At the end of the day, you can still pull the, well, I'm black and you just don't get it, Dan, which I, 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 without even listening to the interview, I wouldn't be surprised if Jason would like, didn't pull the right. you know oh dan you know i know this stuff because i'm black right like he didn't have to deal with racism yeah oh, okay yeah but um yeah as far as um as far as that shit's concerned like uh i do love that dan challenges guests and asks tough questions and lets the interview get awkward so maybe mm-hmm. i'll check out the interview or something maybe i'll glean something from it but probably went just as <laughs> exactly the way i'm thinking and wishing it wouldn't have went which right. is him saying a bunch of bullshit and making a bunch of old white men that are racist and listen to the sports radio and hate the athletes probably sit up there and go, mm-hmm, yep, that's right, Jason, tell them. So, uh, we're back, we're out for now. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, 
thank you so much for all your feedback everybody mm-hmm. thanks everybody in the chat that stuck around and uh gave yes. us uh good 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 commentary in the chat um and uh we will be oh wait we got a couple comments in the chat hold on have you seen the telegraph ad video not yet nick you but uh, it's the first thing i'm gonna be looking at after the show now okay and redbone sonya says thanks rod for the argument on target versus walmart i work at that bullseye while i'm working this rn and i am i'm for real classy gotta go to work uh gotta go to work now and work on my racism tactics peace peace Peace. to you redbone sonya and uh yeah we'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m um for another football sunday edition until then i love you i love you too baby